Hey, this is Dan from the Braille House with Transformation Radio. Some days life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable, broken So speak light, speak light To the deadest, darkest night Speak light, speak light When the sun won't shine and you don't know why Look into the eyes of the broken hearted Watch them come alive as soon as you speak hope You speak love, you speak You speak light Oh, 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 oh You speak light It's twisted Other days My thoughts just fall apart I do, I don't I will, I won't It's like I'm drowning In the deep Well it's crazy To imagine Words from my lips As the arms of compassion Mountains crumble With every syllable Who can live or die So speak light Psalm 75, verses 1 through 10. Here is a brief commentary on what we'll be reading here in the Psalms today. God will act when He is ready. Children have difficulty grasping the concept of time. It's not time yet is not a reason they easily understand because they only comprehend the present. As limited human beings, we cannot understand God's perspective about time. We want everything now, unaware that God's timing is better. When God is ready, He will do what needs to be done. 
not what we would like Him to do. We may be as impatient as children, but we must not doubt the wisdom of God's timing. Wait for God to reveal His plan. Don't take matters into your own hands. God will have the last word, and He'll decide the final outcome, settling all matters that concern both the wicked and the godly. The former will eventually experience His judgment. The latter will experience His faithful love. No matter how dark the days you face, make it your continual practice to acknowledge God's sovereignty over your world. Tell Him regularly how grateful you are that He has the final word. Psalm 75, verses 1 through 10. For the choir director, a psalm of Asaph. A song to be sung to the tune, Do Not Destroy. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. God says, At the time I have planned, I will bring justice against the wicked. When the earth quakes and its people live in turmoil, I am the one who keeps its foundations firm. Interlude I warned the proud, stop your boasting. I told the wicked, don't raise your fists. Don't raise your fists in defiance of the heavens or speak with such arrogance. For no one on earth from east or west or even from the wilderness should raise a defiant fist. It is God alone who judges. He decides who will rise and who will fall. For the Lord holds a cup in His hand that is full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours out the wine in judgment, and all the wicked must drink it, draining it to the dregs. But as for me, I will always proclaim what God has done. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob, for God says, I will break the strength of the wicked, but I will increase the power of the godly. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. Thieves are jealous of each other's loot, but the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape such trouble. Wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards.
It's time for our reading in the New Testament. And it comes from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 13 through 37. We'll read that Chorazin was a city near the Sea of Galilee, probably about two miles north of Capernaum. Tyre and Sidon were cities destroyed by God as punishment for their wickedness. That's back in the book of Ezekiel. Now, Capernaum was Jesus' base for his Galilean ministry. The city was located at an important crossroads used by traders and the Roman army. So a message proclaimed in Capernaum was likely to go pretty far. Many people of Capernaum did not understand Jesus' miracles or believe his teaching, however, and the city was included among those who would be judged for rejecting him. The disciples had seen tremendous results as they ministered in Jesus' name and with his authority. They were elated by the victories they had witnessed, and Jesus shared their enthusiasm. He helped them get their priorities right, however, by reminding them of their most important victory, and that is the fact that their names were written in the book of life in heaven. Now, this honor was more important than any of their accomplishments. Now, as we see God's wonders at work in and through us, now, let's not lose sight of the greatest wonder of all, our heavenly eternal citizenship. And we'll read about the man who was wounded and left for dead. The illegal expert viewed the wounded man as a topic for discussion, the bandits as an object to exploit, the priest as a problem to avoid, and the temple assistant as an object of curiosity. Only the Samaritan treated him as a person to love and care for. Now, from the illustration, we learn three principles about loving our neighbor. Number one, lack of love is often easy to justify, even though it's never right. Number two, our neighbor is anyone of any race, creed, or social background who is in need. And number three, love means acting to meet the person's need. Wherever you live, needy people are close by. And there is no good reason for refusing to help. And with that, let's begin our reading here today in the New Testament. April 3rd, the New Testament. 
Luke chapter 10, verses 13 through 37. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. Then he said to the disciples, Anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me, and anyone who rejects you is rejecting me, and anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. When the seventy-two disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, and he said, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever, and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then, when they were alone, he turned to the disciples and said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it, and they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question, Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this, and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, The one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, Yes, now go and do the same. 
Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second. Give me your eyes so I can see everything that I keep missing. Give me your love for humanity. Give me your arms for the brokenhearted, the ones that are far beyond my reach. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so I can see. Yeah. Step out on a busy street, see a girl in our eyes meet. Does her best to smile at me, to hide what's underneath. There's a man just to right, black suit and a bright red tie. Too ashamed to tell his wife he's out of work, he's buying time. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Him day by day, the battle isn't always 
the things that are going on that are negative around us. Sometimes it's positive. Uh, Just so many things keep coming around us that try to distract us from our priorities. God is first, and he will make sure that you know that he is. And he allows things in the earth to readjust or reposition himself to be our priority. And that will happen through our willingness, or it will happen through our brokenness. But remember, gentlemen, God's God, and we're not, and he is sovereign. He is above all, and he is all-knowing. He's omniscient. He's he's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at once. So God is... (laughs) truly beyond our uh, wildest thoughts because he is truly his ways are higher than ours so our first thing is knowing in priority God is God and we are not as we think of that the things about our life as we walk through this journey with uh, our newfound relationship with Christ the toughest thing you're going to find is trying to stay focused and keep your priority and fixing your eyes consistently on Jesus Everything around you will be a distraction. Everything going on outside in will try to take you and and, and take your heart and your devotion away from God. Whether it's financial issues, whether it's health issues, whether it's relationship issues, no matter what it is in your mind, the enemy will use everything outside of you to try to get your heart guided towards something other than keeping God first priority. Even good things, successes, opportunities, employment opportunities, finances might come in the blessing. A new relationship might be wonderful. It might be a godly person. But anything that takes first place, anything that takes the position that only God can have, will end up being an idol in your life. And then there will have to be the shift, the the adjustment to get your heart and and your focus back on him because he loves us so much, so much unconditionally that he will not allow anything to take the place of who he is in your life. So just remember that as you're walking through uh, one of the few of the scriptures is seek God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love him to death, man. Love him with everything you've got, even unto death. He's got to be first. Seek the kingdom first above all else and his righteousness, then all those things that you keep thinking about may come to you if it be a part of his perfect will to glorify him the most. You know, hate your mother, father, son, daughter, even your own life to be my disciple, meaning that no matter even how close people are to you, no matter how how really intense they are, that you love them so much. It could be your children. It could be your wife. It could be your husband. It could be your grandchildren. Whoever is in our lives around us, be careful that it does not take first priority. And this is subtle. It starts to come in with just joys and and it may be just some good things start to happen in your life. and, And it doesn't take much to go in a different direction. As a plane takes off, if it's three degrees or one degree off as it starts, by the time it reaches destination, it will be way off through time. So be careful about the small degree difference in where your focus is. So right now, we're in a season right now that truly we are shifting everything towards Jesus Christ as being the one and only priority. And that's what I consider ministry. And so we are shifting towards one and only, Christ alone. 
And, and this will be the place where we start to really become like him. We start to serve others in spite of us. We start to truly think outside of us. We start to take territory around us because we look weird compared to the world. Because we are aliens here. We don't belong here. Our home is not here. We are in heaven. And bottom line is people that see that won't understand that because of their carnal minds. They can't see what God does in the spirit. And and this is where we will make a difference, is based in walking in the Spirit of God, not according to our flesh. So guys, I just put out a, a truly a clarion call that says from heaven right now, if you're in a place of lukewarmness, if you're in a place of stagnation, I, I pray right now we wake up, readjust our, our alignment with our devotion, which is our heart, into the idol, the only idol you can have, which is Jesus. And any other thing that is an idol, repent, confess it, truly look at it, get honest with yourself, and listen to the small, still voice, the Holy Spirit within you. And if that's where it is, make the adjustment, whatever you have to do to realign. I'm truly uh, calling to you today to bring your priorities back to your first love. Remember who brought you here, and remember whose you are. God has been in control of your life since the beginning of the world. He has formed you. He had purposes for you before you ever took your first breath on earth. He knows you. So give him everything that you've got. And then, and only then, will you find the perfect peace that passes all understanding when you finally totally surrender. God bless you guys. And let's get readjusted. Let's get our priority as a whole, as a ministry, on Christ alone. Christ alone.
Dear.